Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. You're never going to guess what we're going to be studying this morning. (laughs) Um, Open your Bibles, please, to Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 57. Luke chapter 1. Did I die? Oh, no, there I am. Okay. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 57. Let's all stand for the reading of God's Word. Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. And so it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child that they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. His mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. But they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. And so they made signs to his father. What he would have him called, make signs to him because he couldn't talk, just gathered that part. And he asked for a writing tablet. And he wrote, saying, His name is John. And so they all marveled. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, praising God. And then fear came on all who dwelt around them, and all these sayings were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard from them kept them in their hearts, saying, What kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Our gracious Father, we thank you so much for this time to come together as we start into this, this season of Christmas. Father, that we, that we take this journey together. A journey that leads us to Jesus Christ. Father, guide us and direct us through your word. Lead us in a direction that only you can lead. And in all of this, we will bring the praise to you because that's, you are the one who deserves it. And we pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You may be seated. And please, uh, you want to leave your Bibles open. You know, um, as the Advent reading went this morning, we are starting on a journey. A journey that, that starts on this first Sunday in Advent and continues on through and until Christmas. Um, Christmas Eve, the Christmas Eve service, um, and, and what a special, what a special time that, that is, and, and where it starts. And so that's where we're going to be for the next few weeks as we take, as we take this, this journey together. Um, I, you know, Justin, it's amazing. I honestly amazing as, as he talks about, about Zacharias this morning, and that's, that is where, that's where I'm at too. And, and, but I love that story. I love that story where where Gabriel where he meets Gabriel in the temple, and and it's it's a a classic case um, of Zacharias 
Um, it's, it's a classic case of, of a guy who loves to stick his foot in his mouth. Um, it's, it's a classic case of a man who doesn't stick his mouth, or stick his foot in his mouth with his wife, but, but he did so to, to, to the angel Gabriel. Um, but understand this. That as we start to look at this, and we're going to go back to the beginning in, in Luke, in, in chapter 1, starting in, in verse 6, and we'll start there with this. But it wasn't, and please understand, it wasn't as if, if Gabriel and, and Elizabeth didn't have a faith. They did have a faith. But sometimes the gift of God is so strong. The gift of God is so incredible. That, that regardless of the faith that we have, we just can't believe it. And, and when we can't believe what God is doing for us, sometimes that's when guys, we just do that, that thing normally that, that we do and we stick our foot in our mouth and we say that we, sometimes we don't say anything at all. Turn back in your Bible to, uh, verse six, chapter one, verse six. When we talk about the faith, the faith of, of, of Zacharias and, and Elizabeth, um, in verse 6 it says, And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both well advanced in, in years. You know, there's something that, that you know to be true, that, that when, when a couple is married, um, one of the things that, that they dream about is, is, having, is having children together. And, and I can picture um, uh, Zacharias and, and Elizabeth, one of the things that they wanted to have together would, be, would have been children. And, and I imagine that there was many times in, in their lives together that when they went to prayer, what they did is they went to the Lord about, about having, about having a child. And this is going to be a classic case and, and watch out what you pray for because He'll answer your prayers. And, and even it, it might not be in your time, but it'll be in, in His time. You have to look at the circumstances and how all of this happened. So Zacharias was a priest. He was a priest in, in the temple. One, one of many priests. And look at, at verse 8. Verse 8 through 10. And so it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. Zacharias alone walks into the temple, goes up to the altar, and as all of the people that would be coming into the temple later were outside praying, Zacharias' job was to go in and light the incense. To go in and, and, and light the incense that burned on the altar. And, and he did this alone. And as, as Zacharias came in to, to do that, as he was lighting the incense, off to the left side of the altar appeared Gabriel. Now, Gabriel 
as as you look at 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 scripture and you read the different different um, uh, times when when Gabriel comes to the people Gabriel comes as a messenger of God he scares everybody that he comes in contact with this guy's huge i really got to figure that that Gabriel is not someone who comes through and he's about 4 foot 3 i really don't think that he is he is an imposing sight He's something that, that will grab your attention right off the, right off the bat. And his first words, as Justin said, don't be afraid. Well, little late, buddy. Little late. Just, just seeing him, being in his presence, especially when you weren't expecting to see him in the first place, and there he is. And he says, don't be afraid. And, and what can you do? Look at verse 13. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That's easy enough. Zacharias and Elizabeth are old. They're old. Do you think they're still praying for a son? Don't think so. I think they've gone past the stage of, of, of praying for a son. Zach's prayers, I'm sorry, did I just call him Zach? <laughs> Zacharias, his prayers probably now are, are for, um, for the deliverance of Israel. That's what he's probably praying for now. He's an old man. Grandkids are great. You know, I, I love grandkids, but believe me, we don't want any of our own right now, right? No. Grandkids are great because you can give them back. That's, it's, it's just great to have them. They can even spend the night sometimes. But then you always got to give them back. I don't think that, that Zacharias and Elizabeth are really play, praying for kids anymore. They, but Zach and, and Elizabeth, they probably figured that, that God never meant them to have children. And so they moved on. Why? Because it wasn't in their time. See, they weren't counting on God's time. They were counting on, on their time. But you see, this is where, this is where Zacharias sticks his foot in his mouth. See, this is, this is that part. Look down at verse 18. And Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man. And my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day that these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. You know, well, look, Zacharias did stick his foot in his mouth. He didn't believe the angel when the angel said, you will have a son. The only good thing that Zacharias did out of that is that he didn't call his wife old. He called her advanced in years. Smart man as far as that goes. But he questioned God. He questioned the angel. See, it's a little tough, actually, when we pile on poor Zacharias. 
Because we, we put ourselves in that situation and we say, well, I would never do something like that. Really? Really? We would. You know, a, a child really wasn't part of Elizabeth's plans. And I'm, I'm sure that it wasn't. And Abraham, if you remember back when, when Abraham's wife Sarah, when, when she was, when the Lord told Abraham that Sarah was going to have, have Isaac, that she was hiding in the tent listening to that, and she was laughing. How impossible it was that Sarah would have a child. But I don't think that this, that what happened to, to, uh, Zacharias, was so much of a, of a punishment as it was a confirmation of God's plan in their life. To show that, that God's plan goes above any plans that, that we possibly might have. To show that, that what we want is, is not necessarily what God wants. To show that the things that happen around us not always our plans, but that they're God's plans. And that God is the one who is in charge. You see, there is no doubt that this child was going to be special. There is no doubt. And you see, sometimes the hardest thing for us to do in our own lives is to understand God's timing. This really is, this story is a story about timing, God's timing. See, one of the, the characteristics of, of obedience is to allow God to work in our lives, but to allow that work in our lives in His time, not, not in ours. You know, Zach, Zacharias and Elizabeth would have been great parents about 30, 40 years before that. They would have been. But that wasn't God's timing. That was their timing. When they would go to the Lord and they would pray for a child, that was their timing. That was not God's timing. Because God had a plan. And what we have to do in our lives, the obedience in our lives, we have to be open in our lives to His leading to where he's moving us. Zacharias and Elizabeth needed to be open to the leading in their lives that was gone. This is a guy who was a priest. He was a priest. He was following the calling that God had put in his life, and yet, here came another calling. It's not as if once God has you in one place that, that he's just going to take his hands off you. I got him where I want him. I'm going to leave him alone now. It doesn't work that way. Because we constantly have to be open to his leading in our lives. And whenever that leading may be, that's the timing part. Do you think that Zach and Elizabeth agreed with God's timing? I, okay, we'll say that he was. We'll say that they were. But it was God's timing. We know, we know that God's timing is perfect. We know that. And if you, if you can't be at a place 
where you're understanding God's work in your life and understanding the timing, His timing in your life, then we need to work on that. Because it is His. God's timing is perfect. At least that's what we like to say when, when, uh, when it's somebody else. When it's somebody else, we very easily say, you know, you just gotta wait, you gotta wait because God's timing is perfect. What about when it's in your life? What about when it's in your own life? That's when it's difficult. You know, when God called me into ministry, I, I did, I was Zacharias in that. And I said, I'm too old for that. But I did get something back that said, I don't think God thinks that age has anything to do with this. My timing did not matter. It was God's timing that called me when it was time for me to enter into the ministry. There's something that you have to understand about life, folks. And we were talking about this in Sunday school this morning. People want to know, what is the purpose of life? What is, and I will guarantee you, you've heard somebody say that before. What is the purpose of life? Why am I here? What is this all about? Why was I born? Folks, you need to understand this. You were born for a relationship with God and to serve Him. That's why you're here. You are His creation. And He created you for that relationship. Nothing else. That's why when you come into His will and you do what He is asking you to do, all of a sudden, life opens up. All of a sudden, this makes sense. All of a sudden, the leadings in your life all of a sudden make sense. Why? Because I understand that it's God that is calling me. I understand that God is the one who has a plan for my life. He has a plan for your life. He has a plan. I know that that sometimes we let age get in the way. But I've never heard of God's retirement plan coming with a mandatory age. Never heard it. it in fact, I'll tell you, non-existence. It doesn't exist. God uses us when He sees fit. See, the point of this is regardless of age or occupation, you're available for God to use you as He sees fit. When you open yourself up to the calling, when you open yourself up to His plan, He'll use you as he sees fit. Are you retired? So what? Are you, do you have a job? So what? It's, it's not about us. Zacharias was a priest and God called him for another purpose. He did that. To be the parents of John the Baptist in God's time. Not, not theirs. Not theirs. And what a plan that was. When God lays a calling on your heart, what will your response be? 
Am I telling you that everybody has to be a pastor? Absolutely not. I don't mean that. What I mean is opening yourself to God's plan in your life. You could say, well, I'm too busy. He loves to hear that one. That's, that's really good. That's good. Or you could say, I'm, I'm retired and I did God's work up north. Yeah, he, that's one of his favorites too. He likes that. Did Zacharias refuse God's calling? No. No, he didn't. He questioned God's timing. He didn't question the calling. See, folks, we need to leave ourselves open to God's calling in our lives. When you understand, when you understand what God has invested in your life, what does He have invested in your life? How about His Son? His Son, His Son is an investment in your life. Every one of us was born into sin. Every one of us is going to hell. And he sent his son to pay the price. He sent his son to shed his blood on the cross to pay the price for the forgiveness of our sins. Does God have a vested interest in you? You better believe he does. Did God send his son to die on a cross so that we could sit back and come to church on on a Sunday and the rest of the week? Eh. He did not. If you understand that you were born for a purpose, if you understand the meaning of life, life opens for you. It opens up. It makes sense. We come into a time of the year, into into the Christmas season. Do you know the Christmas season is one of the most depressing seasons that, that there is? Why? Because it's all for the wrong reason. When it becomes about money, when it comes about gifts, when it becomes about everything that Christmas really isn't supposed to be about. But when it comes, when it comes about Jesus, and it comes about His birth, that's when it makes sense. When we understand our lives, our lives are here for a relationship with Him, it makes sense. Yes, God has a vested interest in you. He created you and He sent His Son to die for you. How precious, how precious is He. Let's go to the table. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.